It's Thursday. You know what that means. Welcome into Highly Disputed here on WSHC Shepherdstown, the voice of Shepherd University. My name is Dylan Bishop, and with me, as always, is Ryan Stickle. How's it going, Ryan? Well, uh, let me be the first to welcome everybody to the highly disputed Super Bowl extravaganza. We will be live with you all the way until kickoff. That's uh, we'll right. We hand it off to Alan Chris. Um, should be a fun ride here. Let's see. Uh, I got to look at our big countdown clock here. We um, we're on Radio Row. We have a big clock. A live studio audience. We're out here in Los Angeles. Um, eh, Seventy. Hear the roaring um, applause from the crowd yeah. outside. The, yeah. Uh, the highly disputed uh, yeah. zone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean the people. The people love us. Uh-huh. So. Um, yeah. I'm loving now out here in Cali. The weather's great. I'm just having a great time. Yeah, we really are, we're not uh, cold at all. It wasn't uh it was uh, unusually warm for uh, February in <coughs> California today. So <laughs> and pretty nice today. So it was actually, yeah, it was uh, surprisingly so, and I think yesterday as well. It was a uh, kind of like what fifty some degrees. Yep, out here in Los Angeles. Yep, that's where but, we're at. That's right. This is the highly disputed 2022 Super Bowl Fifty Six preview show. Which will feature a uh, probably a good bit of NBA trade deadline <laughs> talk uh, within the uh, the second half of the show because, good lord, did a lot of NBA stuff happen today that we will absolutely have to get to. But I guess start with start with the Super Bowl. Yeah, why not? Yeah, Super Bowl week. I'm sorry, the big game, the big game, the big game, the big game. It's big game time of month. It's big time. It's big game hunter time. <laughs> yeah. 2006 Cabela's. All the right, game. Well. So we we've held off on our our full blown analysis of the game. Um, we've had a couple weeks now to talk about it, and now tonight is the night we can really get into the details. We'll here. dig in. You know? I don't know if I've offered a prediction or not. I might have floated one out there. I think I think I think we'll get there. If if you listen, you know who we're picking. But you know, you can take a, g- a wild guess. You know, in the nitty gritty here. Yeah. So. Obviously, last week we talked a, a little bit about the uh, NFC Championship games, some um, and the, the losing teams, the uh, 49ers, and the way that they m- might possibly move on from Jimmy Garoppolo and the Chiefs, their uh, future looking forward with their cap space situation, their title window that they have, and the fact that Patrick Mahomes kind of choked it away. And now this week we've got, we can just settle in, focus in. It's been like 10 or 11 days since those championship games. And now we're sitting here on Thursday. You know what that means? We're only three days. You know what that means? It's Thursday. We're only three days away from the old big game here between the Los Angeles Rams and the Cincinnati Bengals taking place from SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, California. Another second year in a row and only the second time all time that the home te- the, the, uh, the team whose home stadium is hosting the Super Bowl is playing in said Super Bowl. So, and it, last year it worked out for the Buccaneers. Obviously, they beat the Chiefs, and now we got the Rams coming in this year. And yeah. Buccaneers had maybe the worst year to do it because it was limited capacity. Right. This year, not, that, be... not that not that Tampa Bay has a great uh, home field advantage anyway. I mean, yeah, you don't really think of Tampa as a place. I mean, if that you watch, is, uh... you watch that game against the Rams. I mean, I get they were losing most of the way, but even during a comeback, I mean, during a comeback like that in the playoffs, the crowd just takes over everything. 
it, it was just sleepy. I mean, if you watch baseball, which <laughs> we don't, but <laughs> baseball. If you listen to the show, at least. Don't but if you sense. know, if you know of the track record of uh, baseball, Tampa is notorious for being basically the worst attended crowd in baseball. Yeah, because no one shows up to Tampa Bay Rays games. And I guess it can kind of translate. It's the, it's the people. It's not the uh, it's not the Rays. Apparently, it's not, a, not a sports town. Even I guess. even when the Rays were like in the World Series in the playoffs, uh, their attendance was never that great. It's just kind of the Rays are pretty consistently solid for a team who doesn't spend money or retain players. They just develop good guys and they're they're decent all the time. Make a World Series once a decade. They have no fans, and it's it's kind of the same. I mean, Tampa's going to sell out their stadium. Because it's the NFL and it's a playoff game, but uh, the, the the game was was quiet for NFL standards. Yeah, and, and the, it's funny and this now year the, the the Rams, you know, this year it's it's funny because now this year the team with the home stadium is a team who uh, the away teams uh, outsold <laughs> the the home team yeah. in conference championship game tickets. So still haven't gotten that full on like. Like what? Let's see. You got like Seattle, Kansas City, uh, are kind of the places notorious for having loud fans. I guess yeah. you could say. I mean, Candlestick used to be that, but that doesn't exist anymore with Levi's Stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, that place is kind mm-hmm. of just a a shell of a stadium. Also, it's in Santa Clara. It is yeah, not, not in San Francisco. In it San is not. It, it's a drive to get to that stadium. Yeah, from I, any big actual big. Uh, California right. city when when Buffalo gets going that's a tough one um yeah. New England it's hard to say how good that crowd is because the team was just so good for so long yeah. but a pretty you know a the loud, Superdome it's a b- loud Boston crowd the Superdome's a the good super, one I well. think that when you when you would factor in teams that could ha- host the Super Bowl uh you know teams that would get their stadium to host a Super Bowl the Saints would probably be the one where you'd be like, "Oh wow, they are!" If they played in that Super Bowl, it would be a legit, huge home field advantage because those fans, for you know, a normal game, they are there. But anyway, to the actual game uh, itself, <laughs> is there a game this week? It's a big, a big game. Apparently, <laughs> you uh, wouldn't be able to tell by the news cycle, but so we'll get to that as well. So either way, in this game, what we're going to get is a new quarterback with. The you know tag attached to them Super Bowl winner potentially Super Bowl MVP depending on how it goes but we can get into that later. There's some uh, good looking numbers for some other guys you could uh, mm-hmm. put your uh, vested interest in. But so either Matthew Stafford or Joe Burrow is going to be a Super Bowl winning quarterback after this game, and that's 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 fun. Honestly, yeah, fun. it's fun. It's kind of this where is we, a fun matchup. This yes. is the team that the Rams. This is going to be a first time Super Bowl for each coach as well. Mm-hmm. Most of the players on all of these teams. You've got Von Miller has been a uh, Super Bowl champion before, uh, but when it comes to all the rest of the big name players on these teams, really the only guys that have been to Super Bowls are the guys who are still on the Rams from a few years ago. From what three years ago at this point. Mm-hmm. I believe so. I'm mean, like Aaron, Aaron Donald, <laughs> an eternity. Like I don't even, I don't think Jalen Ramsey was there yet. No, I don't, I don't think no. so either. So I don't think not even Jalen Ramsey is playing in his second Super Bowl. Aaron Donald is, uh, but after you get past that, I mean, 
That team had Marcus Peters on it. That team had Aqib Talib on it. Yeah. That team, I believe, had Dante Fowler Jr. Cooper Cup was on there, but he had Cooper been Cup, injured. See, I was yeah. I'm meant to bring this up. Obviously. I was going to forget. <laughs> I was going to forget about it. Uh, absolutely, I was going to absolutely forget about it until you brought that up right there. That Super Bowl against the Patriots, Cooper Cup did not play in those entire playoffs. Mm-hmm. He didn't play in the Super Bowl. He didn't play in the playoffs leading up to it. So that's a big thing. Yeah. Leading up to it, so it was. It wasn't just that. In terms of like Sean McVay and the team that he has around him, it's not just an upgrade from Jared Goff to Matt Stafford, but you're also looking at you know the best, <laughs> the, the current best wide receiver in the NFL. Three years ago, when he was just kind of a very good wide receiver, uh, but still very good, he was he was important to that team, but yes. nobody would ever say he's one of the best in the league yes. at that time. Yes, he was not. Playing in that game, that's enough. I mean, we said if Matthew Stafford played in that Super Bowl, they probably win. If Cooper Cup plays in that Super Bowl, mm. they certainly have a better chance. Maybe they score six points instead of three. Yeah, maybe, maybe ten. <laughs> maybe they get. Maybe they get a little touchdown. No, no, one touchdown to Cooper Cup there. So okay. So this matchup, I think it's pretty interesting because we're coming into this year, the Rams were. I mean. Really, after a week or two into the season, when we saw just how good Matt Stafford looked like he could be for the entire season, it's like, well, the Rams should be the favorite to win the NFC. And, you know, even coming into the season, there were some people who said, look out for the Rams. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously you had Brady and Rodgers, but it was kind of like, if Matt Stafford is the kind of guy that we think that he could possibly be, then the Rams are a team to look out for. On the other side, you've got the Bengals, who are not supposed to be here. <laughs> They no. frankly should not be here. No. It's it, they. You need a little. Like, we've said this. We said this like last week or the week before. You need a little bit of luck, in to make some of these playoff runs. Joe Flacco needed some luck. Eli Manning needed some luck. Nick Foles needed some luck. The, those all those teams, those Eagles teams, those, the Packers, the Packers Super Bowl. Uh, they, were they a six seed? I believe when they won that Super they Bowl, were six seed. Yeah. Big, you need a little crazy, bit of luck. Crazy wins at I think Arizona. Yep. I mean, you need a. It's hard to win that many games against that many good teams in a row. It's you know three tough games, and then the Super Bowl. I mean, imagine a four-game stretch of the season, and it's like, boom, heavy hitter here, Super Bowl contender here. You're generally yep. not going three and zero at any point in that stretch. If you're just you know, if you're the Bengals, you know you. You beat okay. You beat the Raiders. They were pretty good. Not a great team. In they, the second round, you draw a favorable matchup with the Titans, who were even though they were the one seed, they didn't have Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry was playing his first game in months, and he did not look like the same Derrick Henry. <laughs> Metal in his foot. Yes, he did not look like the same kind of Derrick Henry that would put up you know 100, 200 yards in a game, and was like, it looked like he was on pace to break his own record from last year in yards before he got hurt. I mean, even several weeks after he had been out, he was still top five in the league in rushing. Just better than everybody. Yeah, (laughs) and we said going into the uh, Chiefs-Bills game that that was kind of your quasi-AFC championship game because those were clearly, especially after the divisional round, the two best teams in the AFC, or at least they, they looked like it. Yeah. And I mean, they are. Yeah. <laughs> they Just are. because they didn't, aren't in the Super Bowl doesn't necessarily... One game, one game scenario. Here. Right. So, if you're the Bengals, you luck out on the draw in the seeding because you only had to play 
the winner of Chiefs and Bills instead of having to go to Buffalo and then to and then to Kansas City. So you lucked out there. So that's the kind of things we're talking about there when it comes to the luck factor. Now, when it comes to the game itself, I I think that the key to this is where where it's going to come down to and I think when we eventually get down to brass tacks of who's going to win this game. The Bengals offensive line is still not very good. It hasn't been. We saw in that game against the Titans that Joe Burrow got sacked, what, nine times? Nine tied the times. Re- tied the record for the most times being sacked in a playoff game, and they still won. And they still won. Because they still managed to win, to win because <laughs> Titans are frauds. And, you know, Ryan Tannehill was Ryan Tannehill. Yes. Uh, they did not run the ball in an elite way like they did. And, you know, they made just enough plays. Yes. I think it was their uh, offensive line coach, offensive coordinator, the Bengals. I couldn't remember who it was this week, but he pretty much said – when you really need them to block, they'll block for you. And I guess technically that is true. They've done that in this postseason. Well, I'd say the Super Bowl, you really need them to block. You really need them to block pretty much the whole game. Uh, the Rams, I mean, you know, if it's any front, uh, it, you're, you're saying this line is not in great shape. But when Aaron Donald is on the other side and Von, a, a rejuvenated Von Miller and a, a, new, uh, a new team, Jalen Ramsey could be blitzing at any time see yeah here's the here's the <laughs> thing with i think in that patriot super bowl especially you saw a lot of double teams triple teams and you see it all the time with with the rams that teams are gonna double or triple aaron donald that super bowl team in that patriots game uh the uh, the next best guy rushing the passer for the rams was dante fowler jr Maybe Leonard Floyd, if he was, I believe he might have been on that team at that time. Maybe. Yes, I think so. He might have been. But, point being, now it's Von Miller. Von Miller, who did look like he was past his prime a bit, but now he's kicked it back into gear for this playoff run. And this is a team that has Jalen Ramsey on the backside now. When you have a guy like that in the secondary, when you have good secondary players, you can blitz less. Yeah. And if you got, I mean, if the Rams are rushing four, and two of those four are Aaron Donald and Von Miller, and you got Jalen Ramsey uh, matching up with Jamar Chase on the outside. I mean, you got a lot of uh, you know. If you can get the Joe Burrow, which is rushing four, it's gonna be it's gonna be a hard time for them because I mean that's been a problem for the Bengals. Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of the obvious thing. I I don't know what the Bengals are gonna do going into this game because I mean to them, if it's obvious to everybody, it's gonna be obvious to them. Yes, I mean that's that's the key matchup where you're kind of at a disadvantage um, because defensively, the Bengals are fine. The Rams are you know when they're clicking are a great offense. They're gonna they're gonna put up their points. You hope like you did with the Chiefs, you can work something out, make some type of adjustment to get stops. It's just, can your offense protect Burrow? Maybe, can you find any type of running game just to give him a breather now and then? Because Burrow's going to take some hits this game. You you just kind of know that going in. Uh, It's just, how many big plays can you create? Because there's going to be a lot of screen passes. There's going to be a lot of quick stuff. And, you know, you don't mind that with guys like Chase, who's one of the best after the catch. Um, Mixon is good out of the backfield. You have P. Ryan, who... Caught a, uh, you know, in the in the books it was like a fifty yard touchdown, but it was off a screen pass yeah. uh, la- last week AFC Championship. So it's going to be how many of those plays can you break, and can you just maybe one play action max protect at ma- at most two receivers <laughs> running a route. 
find something open to Jamar Chase or, or a 50-50 ball to T. Higgins, uh, that's going to be the difference because it's, it's, you're just not going to consistently pass the ball every down. So this is something that something that Mina Kimes talked about this week. This might have been yet, you know, Tuesday, I want to say. If I'm looking at it now, yeah, that's what it looks like on an NFL Live. So the Rams, the Rams passing defense is very good. Great, even. Except, uh, according to Mina Kimes, I'm sure she had, you know, had some uh, p- stat people help her find the stat. But there's one area where the Rams' defense is not very good, and they where they've allowed the second highest QBR in the NFL, and that's short passes between the numbers. And mm. this is where her analysis came in. Most of when you call uh, they flashed up on here on ESPN the heat map. For you know targets ah, completions, love, love a good heat map. Tyler Boyd, Tyler Boyd, the uh, slot re- main slot receiver, third wide receiver for the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Which, if you follow me on social media, you are probably aware that my Twitter bio is Tyler Boyd hater. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a stemmed from uh, years of uh, let's see. Tyler Boyd first started as a pit commit. Who nearly? Who was apparently rumored to be considering decommitting from Pittsburgh to go to West Virginia, ended up deciding not to do that. The rumor had it at the time was that his mother uh, was the one who made the call and said, "No, you are not going to West Virginia. Mm. You're not decommitting." And then he gets to the draft, and me at the time, I'm a kind of NFL draft minded, one of those guys that's uh, grinding the tape, you could say, <laughs> and. Uh, I didn't like Tyler Boyd that much coming out of college at Pitt. I thought he was a pretty mid. A lot of people thought he was really, really good. And I said, he's just kind of mid. He's fine. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think he's that great. So that kind of, and then you add that on. And then there was that fateful Bengals Ravens game in week 17 mm. of whatever season that was <laughs> where. 20 teens. <laughs> yes, where Andy Dalton throws the game winning touchdown to Tyler Boyd with the seconds left on the clock that eliminates the Ravens from the playoffs. Probably 2015. That's my guess. That sounds about right. Bengals won the division. So, so needless to say, the ghost of Tyler Boyd f- haunts me, and <laughs> if he wins Super Bowl MVP, I might have to uh, delete my. Uh, I might have to throw my phone into the ocean. Wow, it might have to happen. It all comes down to this. Yeah, Super Bowl week. Super, it cu- it's culminating. It really yes. <laughs> every storyline from everywhere. Tell you, Super Bowl MVP Tyler Boyd. Will leave me wrecked. Put it will, dollar, something will happen. Put a dollar on it just for fun. I don't know what the odds there, but they're probably. You know what? It's not a bad idea. I, the odds. I mean, they can't. They're probably be, real good. They can't. I mean, they can't be great in terms of you know him winning it. So if you if you take that analysis to heart that we just talked about there, and you're like, okay, Tyler Boyd is winning an, a Super Bowl MVP, you would make you're going to make a lot of money off of that. Because <laughs> if I go here, let's see. See if I can find this uh, very quickly. We're not liable uh, for any losses. So when it comes to Super Bowl MVP, Matt Stafford sits as the favorite, uh, plus one twenty-five, which makes sense. Yeah, the Rams are the favorite to win. The quarterback, more often than not, is going to win Super Bowl MVP. I believe thirty-one of the Super Bowls, the MVP has been the the winning starting, quarterback. The winning quarterback. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. So and then Joe Burrow sits at plus two thirty. Cooper Cup comes in at third at plus 550. My my pick, this is not I think in the end the favorite is the favorite for a reason, but if you're going to but you don't really that doesn't really you can't help just you. Bet favorites. That I mean, doesn't help you, know. you out. Plus 1500 coming in fourth. 
Aaron Donald. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. He's a monster. I mean, look at that offensive line. I mean, you could look at Von Miller as well. He's at plus thirty nine hundred. That's cut. That's pretty good value. That's pretty too, good. I mean, but before you get there, uh, Jamar Chase plus twenty five hundred, Odell twenty seven hundred, Cam Cam Akers twenty seven hundred, T Higgins plus six thousand, Tyler Boyd plus ten thousand. Wow, ten bucks wins you what? A thousand? Yeah, yeah. That's Put a thousand on it actually. <laughs> How much would that? That would give you a hundred thousand dollars. That's not. Or bad. wait, no. Yeah, yeah. That's, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not good at math. Yeah, that's. Uh, but listen, I am. But still, you know. put down ten dollars, you will win lots of money. On something. If you got ten dollars to lose, you know, worth the risk. I think. Put it on Donald or put it on Boyd, depending on who you think's gonna win the game. Yeah, you put it on a quarterback. You're just you're a square. I mean, come on, ten bucks to win twenty. That's that. That's boring. <laughs> Ten bucks to win twelve. That's Matt. That's what Matt Stafford gives you. Yeah. Ten bucks to win twelve. Well, you do that when you you really need the ten bucks. <laughs> you do that when you're really confident. Like, yeah. the, I mean, come, that's not worth. That's not worth the risk. I mean, come on. He, I need that twelve dollars. If you're gonna go big, if you're gonna if you're gonna bet on the Super Bowl, if you're gonna put ten dollars on something, put something that's gonna get you more than get you some actual money. They'll be like, oh, look at that! I won this much money on the Super Bowl. <laughs> Ten bucks to win twelve. Come on, are you bet kidding some, me? Uh, bet some anthem over unders. Unbelievable. Oh, oh man, yeah. talk, talk about anthem over unders. Oh buddy, yeah, we, we went to uh, Morgantown, <laughs> Morgantown uh, on uh, Tuesday to watch the WVU and uh, Iowa State game. But boy, what what's the over under on this year's anthem? Because I think we uh, cut it in half in that the Morgantown it's generally game. around two minutes, two and a half minutes. It, it kind of sits there because the the anthem is is a spectacle. You get some famous. Uh, you know, maybe A minus B list singer celeb to to perform it, but man, WVU. I don't know who this lady was singing it. The most efficient, the quickest anthem I may have ever seen anywhere. It was truly impressive. It was a smooth what fifty eight seconds, under yes. a minute. I yes. mean, she just went boom, boom, boom. No notes were held. We just got in. We got out. We started the game. Efficient. It was wonderful. That's how it, it should so be. Efficient. I mean, that's how it was meant to be meant to be sung there. Don't fool around with the with the anthem. Just just get it over with. Right. As you know, listen, it's it's a it's a controversial topic <laughs> when there's people when there's people out there, not everyone wants to be out there hearing it played. It's kind of weird when you think about it that we do it listen, before here, every here, sporting here, event, nobody especially like it. college and high school games, like it's yeah. it's kind I mean, I understand doing it before like the Super Bowl. But if when we're doing it at like high school basketball, like it's really it's it's weird when you think about it. Like no matter how you feel about it, objectively it's weird. And nobody respects the anthem more than uh, the crew here at Highly Disputed. We just want it sung right. the right way, is all. That's right. As fast as possible. Efficient. We want we want as little people upset as possible. We want them upset if there's going to be upset about uh, the anthem playing. We want them upset for one minute instead of two. Exactly. Exactly. Everyone just be happy. Don't worry. Do we have anyway, any anthem over under? I was looking, but I wasn't able to get one up uh, super quickly. I assume who's singing the anthem? That's what we need to figure out right now because I feel like it's been what it's been like Christina Aguilera in the past. It's been no, she and she she she, she def- the lyrics. That's right. Yeah. I All th- right. So, uh, country music star Mickey Guyton. Will I sing do the, remember uh, seeing the Star Spangled Banner. Have um, you heard of this person? I have heard of Mickey Guyton. I have not. Uh, so she was a guest performer on American Idol last season. 
Here we go. I've got. <laughs> I've got a. I don't have an over under, but I do have some anthem specials on a a particular site here. Uh, forgot, forget or omit a word during the national anthem. No, minus twenty five hundred. <laughs> yes, plus eight hundred. I feel like that's so unlikely. That why is it? Why was like you'll only win eight times your money if you uh, bet on yes? That's yeah. kind of wild. I do have some anthem statistics here via sportingnews.com. All right. So the average length of the anthem from 1991 to 2020 was just over a minute 56. Huh. Last year's duet from Eric Church and Jasmine Sullivan upped that mark after lasting two minutes 17 seconds. What is what is with the co- pop country? people doing the i guess is that uh, yeah. is that the demographic uh numbers there telling well, them i i yeah i don't know i'm sure that you know it's it's some board meeting where they have a you know a graph but 217 third longest rendition in the past 15 years the longest version since 1991 came at super bowl 47 in 2013 alicia keys two minutes 35 seconds the shortest was at Super Bowl 32 in 1998. Jewel performed it in a minute 27. That's how you do wow. it right there. Um, in recent years, the anthem has trended even longer. Seven of the past nine renditions taking over two minutes, and the other lasting at least 149. So at the very least, you're probably getting a minute and a half on the low end. Will Mickey Guyton show cleavage during Anthem? Oh, no, God. minus 200, plus, uh, yes, plus 150. Anybody, that that, sh- that should just be prison if you bet on that. Honestly, yeah. Like, <laughs> that should be, uh, like, listen, FBI, whoever whoever's running that. Somebody, maybe that's, that, that, that might, you know, that honestly, that might, trap. <laughs> that might be what that, but it is for. It might be a trap. It, it might be one of those, one of those old school, uh, Hey, buddy, you won our radio contest. Come on down to the radio station <laughs> to collect your prize and be met by <laughs> officers of the county sheriff's department. <laughs> I mean, bet on her cleavage being shown. Like, what is that? Bro, who asked? What are the odds? <laughs> <laughs> I said a minus 200. No. Oh, man. Minus 200 for no and That's plus ridiculous. 150 for yes. Um, or was it the other way around? I don't know. How do okay. we feel about this halftime show coming up? It's, it is... The first halftime show in a long time where I've said, I'm kind of looking forward to that. I mean, it's it's going to be... Or at different. least it was the first one that in a while that made me go, oh. Mm. Yeah, that's true. That kind of, uh, that I, kind I of do, thing. Like, hmm. I, I do love The weekend. I was happy to see him. People weren't fans of it, even though like it I don't was really just, care about the weekend. It was just such a it was just such a normal halftime show. Everyone wants a million special guests. This year, there's really no room for special guests because well, there's like eight performers. Um, yeah, uh, it, I, I imagine it'll be fun. It's going to be all the hits. People are going to be vibing. Um, so it's it's Kendrick Lamar, Dr. Dre, Eminem, Snoop Dogg, and Mary J. Blige. Yes, yes. So you know, some heavy hitters. They're all going to come out. Do one or two hits, I imagine. So let's see. Got, let's I mean, let's make fi- our predictions here. Twelve what's, to fifteen minutes to what, throw all that in. What's what songs are they going to play? Oh man! So I assume Kendrick is playing "Humble," his biggest hit, at least. <clears throat> Maybe he gets a second song. Maybe he gets "All Right" in there as well. Those are his two. Dr. Dre gets in there. Let's say, does he get? Does he do? Does, well, does he do? Uh, Still DRE or does he do Forgot About Dre? It's got to be still DRE, right? Because he's got he's got Eminem and Snoop Dogg there. Because he can do both of them. True. But I feel like still See, DRE Snoop, is the popular one, you know? 
That's Snoop the Dog, more popular one. Snoop Dogg's the one here. He's done plenty of fun features. I think does Snoop he bring Dogg, out special guests with himself, or does he do his like you know? I think Snoop Dogg probably does drop it like it's hot. You think? Or maybe just goes uh, what? Nothing like a G. Th- what is it? Nothing like a G thing or gin and juice. I don't know. I saw some leaks, but like I, they didn't seem legit to me. Eminem. God, what does Eminem? What does Eminem do? Um, not a not what uh, uh, or uh, lose yourself. It's gotta right? be. Eminem's never Maybe done. you start with Eminem, Lose Yourself, because that, that song has like a build-up to it. That's true, yeah. Um, and then he goes into like a song featuring... Maybe he goes into Forgot About Dre, you know? Maybe bring in Dr. Dre there. Well, uh, Order of Appearance is an interesting uh, scenario there, too. You start, do you start with Eminem? I think I think Dr. Dre Dre's goes first. Dr. Dre's last. Dr. Dre's got to be last. That's true. That's probably... You're probably right there. I think you got to start with either Eminem or Kendrick to hit it off with like a bang because those guys are usually like the upbeat, like faster songs there. Mary J. Blige, you probably get fourth or third. Kind of bring the. She's the middle of the pack there. Yeah, kind of get a like vibe change, kind of shift gears a little bit. Then you bring bring in. You bring in the upswing there. You kind of build it kind of like a roller coaster ride, you know? Yeah, see. I don't know any Mary J. Blige songs off the top of my head. Interscope Records has. Released a Spotify playlist. Um, this is officially from Interscope Records. Um, official Interscope Super Bowl Fifty, whatever six halftime show. So is this the official? Like, but there's this, what songs they will play? Forty-one or it... tracks on okay. the playlist. So it's kind of just. So probably, I, I mean, every no song way. they there's... play will be on that list, though. It would have to be, yeah. There's forty-one, but I mean, there's no way they perform King Kunta. There's just no chance. No. Um, Absolutely not. <laughs> my name is that could be a good one. Um, Real Slim Shady. I mean, See, I'm just, wondering. It's like, what is what are they going to get Eminem to do? Are they going? He's going to. He's probably going to do "Lose Yourself" as his you know big one. Uh, but he's got to. You probably throw a second song in there for him. They've been playing "Rap God" in the uh, in the commercials, mm. so that's probably his other one. If it's in the commercial, it's in the show. Yeah. So it's probably that you get uh, you get all, probably all right and humble from Kendrick. You get uh, you pro- you probably get California Love because I think Dr. Dre Dr. Dre's on that song, right? Yes, yeah, he is. It's Dr. Dre and, and Tupac. You know, it's, it's in California. Hey, maybe, maybe they're gonna we gonna see a Tupac hologram uh, appearance. This would be the time. The, the old Tupac hologram. Gin and Juice. I think Gin and Juice is uh got probably uh Snoop Snoop does that and still Dre with mm-hmm. uh, with Dre and uh. Yeah. Halftime. <laughs> I just uh I don't know. It's almost it's almost going to be too many hits for me. I think is what's going to happen. Too many songs you know? It's yeah, it's I mm, or it's it's almost too basic. Or it's like it's fun when an artist comes out and like, yeah, we get the hits. And it's like, okay, it's fun to see them perform this and on the it, big stage. Because or, if you get well, it's like here's a song a, I've heard of, right? But it's it's not like, oh, this song I've heard eight million times in my life. Yeah. You know, um, I'm trying to think of a good example here that somebody's done in recent. I years. feel like Bruno Mars is good for those kind of songs. Oh we've man, heard a lot. It, the, the Bruno Mars one is probably the last one where it's like, okay, I'm into this. Yeah, it, they should bring him back again because he did his own. That was the New York one, 2013 season. And then he was there with Beyonce. He was there with Beyonce and, the uh, and Coldplay. Wow, what that was a weird one, huh? It's honest. It might be my favorite ever. Wow. Outside of 
Prince. That's because uh, Beyonce. That was like Beyonce doing. Beyonce like dropped lemonade. Formation. Formation. The yep. I think the day before. Wow. So she dropped the song and then performed it at the Super Bowl the next day. Wow. So it was it was incredible. Coldplay, love me some Coldplay. Um, yeah, he does. And I mean, Bruno Mars <laughs> is just electric. Bruno Mars is incredible. It was iconic. If we're being real. Honest, like Bruno Mars is probably like maybe like out of all of the like pop stars that are like huge, humongous pop stars get offered to do Super Bowl halftime show. Bruno Mars is probably the best of all the people I can think of. He's one of the best pure entertainers alive. Yes, him and Anderson Pack, Silk Sonic. Ugh, they should bring them incredible out. man. They should have done the halftime show. They should do a halftime show where they just bring out every living halftime performer. Even in like the early Super Bowls, if you were in one of those like Ooh. college bands that was out there, bring them all out. We all perform at once, right? So you're all doing your own song, I like but that. at the same time. I mean, they're all, it's it's <laughs> a lot of nostalgia acts anyway. I mean, it's not it's bring not, out Springsteen. It's not a uh, Springsteen was a good one too. Next year, I want Kendrick Lamar and Springsteen sharing the stage. It's not as lucrative. The boss. It's not a, as lucrative. <laughs> It's not as lucrative an act as it used to be. Um, in in recent years, it's it's, it's it's you know Katy Perry, kind of as she's exiting her prime of her yeah. career. Um, you know, like let's say eventually Taylor Swift does it. Taylor Swift's going to be out of her prime by the time she does it. I would Stuff say like when we talk when you talk about it in this context, I was gonna say I'm surprised Taylor Swift has never done it, but when we're putting it like this, it's like yeah, okay, I guess that makes She's sense. She's been a little too famous. See Kendrick, you know, if when I hate to po- say it, but Kendrick, you're on the you're on the the downslope. I mean, he <laughs> hasn't put out an album since 2016. Yeah, like, so he's just kind of chilling. If he would have put out an album um, in like 2020, 2021, he would be too big. But for Eminem this. clearly, yeah. You know, Dr. Dre very clearly, Mary J. Blige, Snoop, Snoop Dogg is still Snoop Dogg is still the, relevant. Just he's in the, by he's being in the zeitgeist, Dogg. but Snoop Dogg is not known for his music nowadays. No, that he features he's the on same pop way, music. It's the same. It. It's the same thing with Shaq. Snoop Dogg and Shaq are a lot alike when it comes to their cultural pull mm-hmm. because they're not really known for what they were first famous for and what they're best most good at. They're just known now for just being them. Yes, Shaq is now famous for being Shaq. Snoop Dogg is now famous for being Snoop Dogg. They're multimedia business moguls. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> I mean, they just do everything except for what they do best. <laughs> yes. Snoop Dogg, you know, maybe he'll be known as a football coach in 20 years. Maybe he'll just be a great football coach. I mean, which yeah. he's, he is a great youth football coach, but maybe. Yeah, coach Vince Staples. Yeah. So, Juju Smith Schuster. Yeah. Back when he was uh, Juju Smith. <laughs> just Juju Smith, yeah. Born John Smith, but that's a different show. Um, I did not know that. <laughs> Ju- yes, yeah, so uh, <laughs> I guess we got to talk about it now. Juju Smith Schuster was born. His name was John Smith. Grew up, got the nickname Juju. Juju Smith, Doo-doo. and then his uh, I guess his I guess his mom got married, and he took the hyphenated last name. So now he's Juju Smith Schuster. Juju Smith Poopster. <laughs> the boss. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. Prediction time. We talked about <laughs> we talked about the uh, our our halftime show predictions for what show for what uh, songs they'll play, and uh, we gave our mostly our our analysis on on the game. I think when it comes down to it, 
We're both picking the Rams, right? Yeah. Go I mean, Rams. Just, the go Rams. It's always been go Rams. The for, line's what? The, whole the line is four points right now. And I'm thinking it sounds about right to me. When I think yeah. of this game, I th- when I even without thinking of the line first, which when I think of this game like prediction, I just in my mind I'm I feel 27-23 mm. Rams. Yeah. That's when I that's what it's in my gut. I I tend to agree. I could see where maybe it's like 27 to like 16. Yeah. I could see it looking similar to last year's Super Bowl where the AFC quarterback doesn't really have a line to protect him, and he makes some great plays, but at the end of the day, it's not enough, and the other team's offense is just good. Not like Tom Brady wasn't great in that game. Got a couple touchdowns early and just kind of coasted yep. from there. So Matthew Stafford did the exact same thing. It could be a similar product. I hope it's not. Um, oh yeah, I, I'd like. Not. I'd like. I want this to be a good game. I want. I'm because rooting. it's an interesting match. See, I will be interested in this either way. Last year, it was. Not a good game, but then also there was no really good narratives on the outcome because it was either, well, other than Tom Brady winning the Super Bowl away from New England, but it's like everyone's already tired of Tom Brady We've winning. never, I mean, we've never seen Tom Brady win a Super Bowl, so I mean, what a great right, night that yeah. was, you know? So that Super Bowl was already, even though Mahomes had already been, you know, only been in the league for two years playing. He just won it. He just already <laughs> won one, so immediately it was already a Super Bowl winner versus Super Bowl winner. Yeah. So it was. Bo- we had already seen Tom Brady and Mahomes face off in the in the playoffs like two years prior. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of boring. This year, fresh matchup, fresh teams, yeah, uh, yeah fresh quarterbacks game, and coaches and all that. That game very early. You wanted to hold out hope because it was the Chiefs, right? Mm-hmm. They get off to slow starts, but may- by halftime and definitely just into the third quarter, you realized, oh, this isn't the Chiefs being slow. They they don't have the line to hold up right now, and it's just not gonna work out tonight um really my i i, I like the rams to win i yeah. that's my rooting like if it's a close game and i'm rooting, i would like to see the rams win yeah but i'd prefer I'm, that if the rams are up like 10 points at halftime i'm gonna root for the Bengals to score a touchdown or something yes. like i'm rooting that's for, the thing i don't it's gonna go close game then the rams win i would prefer the rams to win but if the Bengals win i don't care i like joe burrow yeah I'm not one of those Ravens fans. I'm not, not. I think neither of us are one of those AFC North people. That's like anyone on any, you know, t- tangentially rivaled team of our team. Yeah, us being Ravens and Steelers fans. I I like Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow might be my f- like favorite quarterback in the league outside of Lamar Jackson. Yeah, he's Burrow's, at least he's very much up there. He's fun. He's cool. He seems like a cool guy. He's cool and not in like the way that just makes me like uncomfortable. Right. Where he's like It seems natural. His his like most you know fashion you know icon outfits and his sunglasses and his cigars post game. Do you, do you know there are so many quarterbacks in the league where them smoking cigars after wins would come off as corny and cringy? There's Even a Mahomes. lot. I mean, there's a lot. Can you picture Mahomes smoking it's a cigar. It's not hard. To come across as corny and cringy as a cigar guy, because most of them are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's definitely true. Burrow just pulls it off. Um, I think because he did it in college and he made it look good. I mean, that's where it all started. Um, yes. So now, now he does it. It's like a tradition almost. Yes. Like we expect mm-hmm. the Joe Burrow cigar pick after a big win. Um, yeah. So if they win, cool. yeah. If they Joe, win, Joe cool. That'll be yeah. Joe cool. 
First, first of a uh, kind nickname right there. Exactly. No one's ever been called Joe Cool before. Yeah. I would not be rooting for the Browns. No. Oh, if it was the Browns, I'd God, be rooting. No. I would root against the Browns. I would be actively rooting against yeah. the Browns because Bengals. I do not like Baker Mayfield or the, just the Browns yeah. in general. Do not deserve nice things. Now, if if the Bengals come out and they dominate the division for like three or four years and they keep winning, you know, then I'll, games, I'll probably get tired of them. Then I'll be like, all right, I hate you, Joe Burrow. But see, for now, he's see, cool. uh, see, it's not even like Mahomes, where like Mahomes is so great that he's fun to watch, but also he has an annoying brother and wife. Yeah. Or girlfriend. No, I don't get mad when Mahomes wins, but when he loses, it is kind of funny. It's funny. It's when people post the Jackson Mahomes TikToks after they lose. <laughs> it's funny. It's ridiculous. It's very funny. Um, but yeah, like Baker Mayfield, I don't, I don't, I'm not a fan of him. No, guys, he just kind of sucks. Yeah. He, so when he when he does the 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 fun dancey stuff, and I'm just like, oh, this yeah. guy. But he's I trying, mean, he's listen. trying too hard. Like J- that's the thing. Joe Burrow is not trying too hard yes he's just kind of like uh, you know obviously he's he's putting some effort into his image and all that but he's mm-hmm. it's not like it's not uh, like baker mayfield doing the dances and uh oh, man. that people put the uh the clown music over <laughs> that, <laughs> that's uh, a great video it's absolutely one of the best it's I, like, every time the browns lose <laughs> it's so good oh, i'll watch man. it every time listen i mean i'm not rooting against them but listen i'll take tyler boyd losing i'll take jamar chase losing because jamar chase might be a bad guy but uh, if you, uh, well, there's there's some stuff out there we can that that's another episode. I'm gonna have to do my own research on that one. Yeah, just uh, look it up. Jamar Chase allegations. Wow. Uh, but Tyler Boyd, not a bad, not seemingly not a bad guy. I just I need I want the victory lap. Villain. <laughs> yeah, villain Bishop. Uh, so yeah, we're both taking the Rams. I won't care if either team wins, as long as it's a good game. Exactly. If the Bengals go up by like twenty. And they're up twenty the whole time. They'll be like, "Oh, this sucked." I wish this. I wish there something else would have happened. Even if the Rams win by twenty, also, I probably think the same thing. Yeah, but I'll be like, eh, "I wanted the Rams to win more." But either way, it's fine. Win in your home stadium. That'll be cool. Uh, an actual home stadium, maybe that type of thing. Um, I'm just gonna eat a lot of wings. Yes. Have a lot of beverage. Yes. And I'll enjoy my night. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna enjoy my night regardless. Right. But yeah. Come on, give me a good game here. Give me something to yell at. Yeah. So I think that concludes our uh, Super Bowl Super Bowl preview yeah, extravaganza. We got a good 45, the, 40 yeah. minutes out of that. Close to the first hour wrapping up here. Uh, again, we'll be with you live, commercial yes. free, until All the game kicks off here. For so the next, uh, for the next uh, 70 hours with you on <laughs> here. We'll be live with you the entire way, the next 69 hours. Yep. No, uh, no special guests, no commercials. Just us. And uh, no music. No sleep. Stay with us <laughs> here on WSHC. Okay, so transition out of the Super Bowl for the last part of this game. You know what else was today? Who, buddy? The NBA trade deadline, headlined by a trade that we heard to- uh, talk of for a little bit. Uh, we talked about this uh, version of this trade months and months ago, uh, probably last semester. Uh, a version of this trade including a different <laughs> Brooklyn Nets All Star. Uh, one who can only play in like 10 of their last 28 games because <laughs> of uh, health and safety protocols and mandates and whatnot. James Harden got traded for Ben Simmons today. Yeah. James happened. Harden is James Harden is now a Philadelphia 76er. Ben Simmons is now a Brooklyn Net. After the best team that never was has finally fallen apart, James Harden wanted out. Apparently Kyrie was uh, happy to see him go, even though he'll deny it. 
Uh, KD <laughs> apparently also happy to see him go. Apparently they asked KD on the All-Star draft uh, about it, and he said everyone got what they wanted. Oh. Everyone. <laughs> well, uh, it came down to uh, came down to <laughs> James Harden and Rudy Gobert for the final two picks. Yes. And uh, Durant, Durant said, uh, you know, I need some, I need some size some size and some defense. So I'm going to pick Rudy Gobert. As soon as he he took like a good like 30, 45 seconds to explain his pick. As soon as the first thing he said was, my team needs some size. LeBron immediately started cracking up, put the <laughs> clipboard over his face that had been between him and the camera. It put it down immediately, like almost immediately. He started cracking up, dying, laughing. I think that says more about uh, how uh, the league feels about Rudy Gobert than than uh, anything else. Almost <laughs> immediately picking Rudy, not picking Rudy Gobert, laugh, uh, not picking Rudy Gobert last. Immediately made LeBron James bust out laughing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then um, so LeBron, you know, James Harden is the last pick there, so LeBron has to take him. And LeBron's talking to the inside the NBA crew, and he he says, "Now Harden's been out. Like, is he healthy? Is like, he, what's yeah. the deal?" And was it Charles? <laughs> Charles goes, "Well, he got just got traded, so he's healthy now. <laughs> he just got traded. He got he's healthy now." <laughs> and so LeBron starts cracking up because yep. Le- LeBron doesn't care at this point. No, he's just laughing, and KD does not look amused by any of it. He cracked a smile eventually, but uh, yeah, didn't seem to be happy to be a part of that. No, not really. He didn't seem happy to be a part of any of it. At no. all, and he never does. Uh, he never seems happy. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he doesn't. He, I mean, he won a title, and instead of celebrating, just was like on Twitter. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, why are you mad at me? Yeah. I hate you all. <laughs> why you don't want me? <laughs> <laughs> so the full trade, as it was, I believe, was a uh, James Harden and who Paul Millsap went from the Nets to the Seventy Sixers, and the Nets got back. Uh, ben Simmons, uh, who was Seth Curry, mm-hmm. Andre Drummond, two first round picks. Yeah. My main takeaway from this is one. Well, actually, well, let me just. My main takeaway from this is wow, I can't believe the Sixers got that much out of Ben Simmons. Because when he first, after that Atlanta Hawks series, when it was very clear, it's like you need to trade Ben Simmons. This does not work. Mm-hmm. And they were, you know. They were asking teams for they were asking the Raptors for something crazy like four first round picks, Fred Van Vliet, uh, Pascal Siakam, OG Anunoby. I think they were asking for all of that for Ben Simmons. Give us your franchise. Give us your whole team. For but it was something ridiculous like that. Maybe two or three, two of three, those three players. Yeah. It was definitely like four picks and two of those three guys. It was. Ins- I was like, there is no way he's getting traded if this is the price. And it looked like he wasn't going to get traded. Because no, there was. I mean, we made it all the way to the deadline, and it was only when James Harden kind of started to make it actively known that he wanted to be traded to the 76ers that it was like, okay, well, yeah. I guess I guess we can take Ben Simmons, right? And now Ben Simmons still has to get on the uh, the mental health rehab thing. Where he's been he's been technically he's been out this season because of mental health reasons, so. It'd be kind of a bad. It'd be kind of a bad look for him if he immediately was like, "All right, let's go." Well, he's suit had, up. I'm suiting up tomorrow for the Nets. He's lost like tens of millions of dollars. Yes, loss of salary and fines. And apparently, all. he thinks that they, he, uh, his team thinks that they can get that back in arbitration. Yeah, that makes sense, I guess. But um, he'll go. He'll have to get into basketball shape, so that'll take him a little bit. But by playoff time, I'm sure he'll be out there playing for him. 
you know, I'm sure they'll ask him when he's around the rim to, you know, make layups and dunks. But on that team, he's not really going to have to shoot. Uh, he doesn't have space, to handle it that much. Floor it spacing will be good them outside more of him. Yeah, great I mean, defense. They got Andre Drummond and Seth Curry. They got Seth Curry out of the deal, too. That's a good move. That's good for them. More shooting because Joe Harris right. has not been looking good this year. And so I think it's a win-win. I think it's a win-win trade because... Both teams got better. Yes. Especially both the Sixers because you had One nobody. of their guys was yeah. not playing. Yeah. yeah. So when it comes to on the court, you're trading Andre Drummond and Seth Curry for James Harden. And, well, maybe you keep Paul Millsap, but maybe not. Yeah. But... James Harden. So they have that great pick and roll game they can do with uh, Joel Embiid and James Harden, and they've got you know they they didn't have to get rid of Matisse Thybulle. They didn't have to get rid of Tyrese Maxey. They didn't have to dump off Tobias Harris. They still got all of those guys. They got Mate- they got all of those guys uh, still on the team, and they got you know it's a good squad that they can put together to uh, still choke in the second or third round of the Eastern <laughs> Conference playoffs. Yeah, I mean it's they're not one of the title. They're not going to the finals. It's not happening. If it comes down to them and the Nets in a playoff series, it's just going to be glorious. It's going to be peak NBA. I, I want to see it happen. Um, but they'll probably just lose to, like, I don't know. They'll, f- they'll find a way to face the Bucs in the second round. And I mean, of all, the, of all the superstar players they could have traded for, they traded for the one who is notorious for playing bad in the playoffs. Yes, and Embiid, who's never done anything. I mean, Embiid's always gassed by the playoffs because he's the only one doing anything and scoring points because his uh, second best player on the team doesn't shoot he's scared so we'll but see. now his the, his other superstar teammate uh loves to shoot and but he's and been Nate, struggling this year so and hopefully he doesn't you know shoot 20 percent from three in the playoffs and uh, like he tends to do yeah like he tends to do um so the sixers should be interesting people are still yeah. gonna expect them to achieve and Get to the Eastern Conference Final. Like they at, moved to their betting odds are now they're not the fourth favorite to win the title mm-hmm. behind the Nets, who are still the favorite, which is interesting. I think the, I think the Nets got better. The Kyrie thing they is did, still but I mean it's still like Ky- Katie's Katie's hurt. Kyrie can't play home games. Ben Simmons is now yeah. Ben Simmons. I mean it's a little more stable once Simmons comes back because he's been very durable. James Harden is not. But I don't know, man. I think KD will be back, and he'll he'll play out of his mind in the playoffs, and he'll he'll calm a lot of those issues. Yeah. Um, and then it's the Suns and the Warriors in the in the West, and then the Seventy Sixers are now the second favorite. And then I mean, you got the Bucks. The Bucks made a trade today. The Bucks got they traded uh, Dante Divincenzo essentially as part of a four team trade. They ended up getting back Serge Ibaka, who is uh, on the tail end of his career, but he's when. Uh, two years ago, <laughs> a veteran presence. It was a big loss for the Clippers to lose him in that playoff run last year or two years ago. So it's hard to tell with the NBA. Yeah, the cal- there's been like three seasons in the past year. So <laughs> we'll have a lot of time to go forward. We just uh, you know, with talk about these trades and how they play out and but, see you know see these guys actually play for these teams yes. as well. But. So Karis Levert ended up being traded to Cleveland. I kind of like that. I almost I made that exact move on 2K about three days before this happened. It was kind of <laughs> it was kind of I was doing one with the, I was doing a franchise with the Cavaliers, and I was like, who can I trade? I know they need another guard. Who can I trade Ricky Rubio in a pick for and, mm. and Colin Sexton? Actually, I didn't. I ended up not making the trade. I was like, you know what? This would be the realistic move, but still a little realistic, but better for me, Malcolm Brogdon. Mm. Same trade. So, but you know, whatever. Uh, speaking of the Pacers tearing it down. Uh, DeMontis Sabonis sent over to Sacramento for Tyrese Halliburton and Buddy Heald and uh, uh, whatnot. Boy, Kings. Don't be a Kings fan. 
Yeah, I'm. Well, I don't think anybody is, so we shouldn't have to worry about that. I mean, they listen, are just no, a, listen. There are people who are Kings fans, and I just want anyone listening out there that is doing it, stop it. Get some help. All right. You do not need to attach yourself to a team that bad. What a sad franchise. It's yeah. Sacramento Kings. I they, promise they you, m- you are allowed to switch teams. No one's going to yell at you. Listen, actually, I can't promise it. Some people are going to yell at you for switching teams. Those people are dumb and stupid. <laughs> you do not need to be a Kings. If anything, just be a free agent. Float around. Like I don't really. I just follow the players. I just. I just like basketball. Don't be. A, don't emotionally attach yourself to the Sacramento Kings. They need to like merge the Kings and the Magic. And then just put them in a new location entirely. Yeah. And that team is still going to be probably below average. Yep. Some other things that just get it on the record. CJ McCall, the, the Blazers traded everyone, but took back Joe Ingles. And apparently we're all about to trade for Jeremy Grant. So apparently it's not a rebuild where they're going to trade, you know, Dame and everything. It's oh. no, they want to get assets uh, to later trade to put around Dame. They traded McCollum to the Pelicans, Norm Powell and Ro- uh, Robert Covington to the Clippers. They got back Joe Ingles uh, in a trade with Utah. <laughs> Joe Ingles. I don't know what they're doing there. Uh, let's see. Anything Anything else we got? Oh, Christoph Porzingis was traded uh. <laughs> to the Washington Wizards for Spencer Dinwiddie uh, and Davis Bertans. Knicks won the trade. They were, Oh, my God. Yeah. And then... <laughs> the uh, Knicks who uh, did not trade today. Yeah, they the Knicks and the Lakers made news by not trading. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Both of those teams should have done something. Yeah, they they're really just, need they're to. Just really, they're just going to chill to the off season, just ride it out with Kemba and Alec Burks. Ugh. Ugh. Pretty rough. Pretty rough for the Knicks. I gotta say. Uh, yeah. I, I think I think they wanted uh, they wanted you know some draft picks, and I think teams were probably asking for draft picks, and they said we're going to give you players and nothing else, and it didn't work out. Uh, they love their draft picks now, this front office, so um, that's where we are, and we're just going to sit here and wait it out. 12 seed. Unbelievable. Well, now you, you know, if you're the team, just go on in, man. Fight for that 10 seed, get that play in. You never know. Yeah, you never know. Knicks tape. I think you know. <laughs> I think we know. R.J. Barrett's the future, though. I'll tell you that. Yeah, whatever. WSHC Shepherdstown, the voice of Shepherd University, highly disputed. Dylan Bishop, Ryan Stickle, the uh, the Celtics. You know, take a look into Joe Biden's America, huh? Inflation, all this. The Celtics, they got rid of freedom today. <laughs> Ennis Freedom, they got rid of him. And you know what Houston did? They waved freedom. <laughs> they waved. <laughs> Unbelievable. Ugh. Freedom is out. Where my country going? <laughs> 